Hello, podcast listeners. Oh, that seems a little roughly. Can you hear some static in there? What the hell is going on? That's not so good. Well, maybe I've got it solved. Hey, it's episode 309, and I've got a double episode for you today. Uh, I did the show live yesterday on my own, but I was not able to... Um, strip the audio and do that until today. So I've got two, I've got Monday, July 20th and Tuesday, July 21st. So without further uh, mucking about, let's get on with the show from July 20th. It's just me this week uh, because I'm up in San Francisco for this corporate gig that I'm doing. And I was on the 16th floor of their office building in downtown San Francisco. So we're kind of talking about the view from there. If you'd like to check that out on, um, Monday's episode didn't even make it to YouTube because there were technical glitches there. But if you check my Facebook page, you can see the video for both days. If you just want to get a glimpse of the view and you don't have Facebook, you can check YouTube for the June 21st show or July 21st show. Okay, here we go. July 20th, Monday. It's Monday. Here we go. Oh, well, hello, everyone. It's me, Jake. I couldn't get the Mevo camera to work, which would have made it a little bit nicer for right now. Just leaning out. Let me see who I can see. Is anybody here yet? Uh, I can't tell if anyone's here. Oh, I can. Maybe I can watch myself. Oh, God dang it. I'm trying to watch myself on this over there. Oh, Keys. Hello. Pants. Pants off. Oh, Jen. How are you, Keith? Hello from Florida. Oh, it's all working, Julie. Hello, hello. Uh, Scott, hey, how's it going? Um, yes, well, I'm in, uh, I'm in San Francisco, downtown San Francisco on this corporate date. That's, that's the city. It's kind of Omega Man right now because, uh, there's no one out in the street. Um, but yeah, I did, I did manage to get a pretty sweet, uh, uh, conference. They call this a phone room where you can sit in here and, to uh, use the phone. Um, <clears throat> to talk to people because it's uh, the office out there is all, uh, you know, it's not cubicles, but it's open spaces. So I've got my, got my mask on. Hello, Richard. So yeah, I'm here for the, um, I'm here for this, uh, corporate gig and I apologize evidently. And I owe someone an email. I'm sorry if, if you're, if you're watching, I haven't emailed you back. Someone was like, Jake, I want to come to your, uh, stand-up comedy show in San Francisco. Where do I go to buy tickets? And the thing is, we, you can't buy tickets to it because it's just a corporate event. It's going to be digital, but we're all broadcasting here from their, from their office headquarters. So, um, so anyway, that's, that's that. So I kind of can't stay on. I, well, I'm going to see if I can stay on for the half hour, but I'm not sure. But yeah, nice background. So this is San Francisco. I'm right downtown. It is a little bit like Omega Man. Um, I don't have any hair gel, and I've been wearing a hat all day. I could have been sweaty. Could have been sweaty, but yeah, hair gel products. You got to get that products in your hair. Rich, happy Monday. Yes, yes, yes. It's motivational Monday, and I have to say, I've been preparing for this other thing. Uh, yeah, I know I should face towards the light, but if I face towards the light, um, then you, then you. Well, I, maybe I can. It's maybe a bit too late for me to shift around here. But, oh, how's that? Anybody throwing up? Um, oh my God, what just happened? Bring back some sourdough. Yeah, well, I wish I could. Okay, well, that's that's worse. That's worse than it was. I like this view a little bit better. And then you'll just have to 
think I'll just have to kind of deal with that. Deal with that. Hello, Jeff. Um, so, yeah, Motivational Monday, I would have to say my fun meter. Oh, it's uh, medium right now. Hello, Joan. Uh, drove up from Los Angeles here to San Francisco yesterday on the interstate. Now, I hadn't been out of the, uh, out of the house. Um, Carol, yes, hi. Everybody's missing each other. That's so sweet. Um, hey, Frank. Um, so, drove up from Los Angeles to San Francisco uh, on the 5. I've done that drive so many times in the past uh, for stand-up gigs up here. And, uh, and man, um, it, was, it was interesting because the Five was kind of busy. And uh, we say the, by the way, if you're from some other part of the country where you just call it uh, Interstate I-40 or whatever. Here we call it the 40 or the 5. Uh, yeah, you can see the street below. Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, there's no traffic. Well, you can see a few cars going down there right now, but yeah, it's mid it's midday here in San Francisco or mid afternoon certainly, and it's very light. So this downtown San Francisco, the rest of San Francisco, where more people live, this is more the business part of town. So these big off these big buildings behind me are mostly offices, right? So, um, so it's like Omega Man or something. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty bizarre. Uh, so, so the, uh, the, free, the freeway up here, the five, it was kind of busy. There were some parts of it where it was thick. Um, hello, Robinson. I'm saying, trying to say hello to people as, a, um, as I see them here because some people like to be said hello to. I do. Um, stopped at the In-N-Out Burger on the way up for a burger. The, um, the drive-through line was brutal and like a bit giant, no thank you. So I ended up going to the get in line, go in, and uh, and then uh, order inside. And there's you know only two other people inside you because you're not allowed to eat in there. You could go in and order, and then come back out. Uh, so so I did that. I had my In and Out burger that I usually have, and then I stopped at another stop on the five. I, like I said, I've done this drive so many times. I have the stops where I'd like to eat and where I'd like to get the coffee. So I stopped at another spot where I usually get a Starbucks. I have one, a Starbucks right now from right downstairs here in this office building, but the drive-through to get coffee on the way was too brutal. I couldn't do it. I hate to complain. And then driving into the Bay Area, you know, you go through all the kind of East Bay cities and looking off the freeway to see just how little activity there was. Of course, we all know that everywhere is in... Um, um, in lockdown quarantine and, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it just is, it really gets you, gets you to see, oh, oh, you think in and out is gross because you have Whataburger. I think we might have Whataburger in California. I might have to try that. Uh, but I've got to find that. Yeah. I know you're waiting for Belinda to interrupt me. I wish Belinda was here to interrupt me today because I'm lonesome up here, up here. And she would have come along but uh, we didn't have a place where we could uh, have our daughter stay while we were away. I got this beautiful hotel. I can see the Bay Bridge, and uh, the Bay Bridge lights up at night. They still have these, these lighting effects on it that are just amazing. Um, so my hotel is nice. My view from my hotel is nice. It's spooky because I think there's only one other person on my floor in the hotel, and I did get the view room because no one else is in there. Um, 
Keith says Uma's making some tasty gyro meat. Yes, well, I wish I was having that. Um, so, um, so anyway, I'm up here on my own. It's a meeting for a company. I, I guess maybe I don't want to say the name of the company, but uh, uh, they they do a digital experience uh, platform. Maybe I can say it, Sitecore, and it's their corporate sales kickoff. So that's what I'm up here for. Um, uh, so it's Motivational Monday. What do I have here uh, for Motivational Monday? Um, God, what was I going to do? Oh, I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about. Uh, yeah, Jeff. I don't know how you miss it. I'm up here for a corporate sales kickoff thing that's online, and we're all doing it from the same location. Um, so I, this is a, this is actually some motivational stuff that I've written down in this tiny notebook. I know you used to you used to always seeing this notebook, but today I've got something from this notebook because it's Motivational Monday. So um, uh, there was a Harvard, and I got this. Uh, <laughs> I got this. Um, I got this from one of their presentations at this corporate gig. There was a Harvard Harvard MBA study, uh, Master's of Business Administration study, in 1979, uh, where they surveyed these MBA students about, uh, you know, their, their dreams and their aspirations. And, and they, and 84% of the people surveyed had no goals, uh, at all. Just some vague idea that I've got an MBA and I'm going to go out in the world and I'm going to get a great job. Uh, 13% had verbal goals. In other words, they could, st- they could state their goals, uh, but they didn't have them written down. And then 3% had written goals. They, these MBA students, they three percent had written goals, seventeen percent or three percent had written goals, thirteen percent had verbal only goals, and eighty four percent had no goals. Well, ten years later, uh, the people with verbal goals um, were making two times the average income of their eighty four percent of their peers who had no goals. They were making two times their income. Um, so that was. That was 10 years later. 10 years later, the people who had written goals, there was only 3% of these MBA graduates who had written goals. That 3%, 10 years later, the 3% that had written goals were earning 10 times as much as the 84% who had no goals. So uh, the, <laughs> the thing that you should be asking yourself right now are what are your goals, and you should write them down because, you know, you, that's the difference between that's you're getting a five x return if you write them down as opposed to just being able to say them out loud. So, um, so that's your motivational Monday. You want to get out there. You want to write some goals down for yourself. This is a good time to be doing this because Varinus, um, you're at home and you've got time to write them down. Yes, Jen, you need to write down your goals. I mean, we all know that goals are important. Um, uh, Richard's asking, wonder how much the ones with the vision boards made. Well, I would count vision boards as a version of written down goals. So um, Oprah's on the right track there. Uh, so, so yeah, the power of written goals is is amazing. And uh, when they talk to uh, Olympic athletes along a similar kind, this is more of an anecdotal story, but uh, they, a room full of Olympic uh, athletes, they were saying. Um, how many people have your have have goals? And of course, everyone who's an Olympic athlete has a goal. They'd like to win a medal. And then, then they ask how many people have them written down. 
And then it was still a larger than 50%, but, uh, but much less hadn't written them down. And then they said, how many people have them with you and hold them up? And uh, a fairly large percent of the people with written goals had them written down. They could reach into their pocket and pull them out and, and show them. So, so this, this idea of having written goals and where you're going to go um, in your mind, if you don't have a destination in mind, uh, how are you going to wind up when you get there? Um, like they say, I don't know if you've seen uh, South Pacific in a while, but Bloody Mary's got a song in there. Um, You've got to have a dream. If you don't have a dream, how are you gonna have a dream come true? And uh, that's about all the singing I'm going to do for today. But uh, but that's uh, that's the song called Happy Talk. So yeah, you definitely you definitely gotta have a dream. You've definitely gotta write your goals down. And well, you don't have to. You don't have to. You can settle for just average, or you could make it 10 times as much dough by writing them down. So that's your motivational notebook, or Monday. And also take a small notebook with you, yes. Um, what's my next goal? Well, my, I'm not positive, Todd. That's a, that's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think in terms of a goal around, uh, not that I want to monetize this, what we're doing right now, but I would like to create uh, some bigger version of this, what we're doing right now, not not this today version, but the one, uh, the version of this that involves my wife, um, and I'd like to and I'd like to, to to do some traveling again. But I think when I go on the road from here on out, I'd like to do a bit of um, a bit more just uh, performing or interacting with uh, with fans, you know, people who are really into it. So I'd like to be going. Um, <laughs> so I'd like to be going on the road and seeing all of you in your cities. Jen, what are you saying? I wish I'd written down the goal of nailing my record video job interview because I tanked tanked your recorded video job interview. Well, the hard thing about recording... Now, this is a thing in show business that we know something about because you're, you're, you're often asked in the... You know, how whenever it became... I don't know what just happened then, but I hope it wasn't terrible because I just got a phone call that I had to ignore. Um, so... Uh, so the tricky thing with, you think, well, because you're recording your own audition, that it's going to be easy, and you're going to be able to, um, oh, did I just lose my lose my feed? I hope I didn't. Um, I hope I didn't, but uh, let me just check, see if I'm still live. Um, no, I think I am still live, but for some reason, I may have uh, lost my feedback here. Um, Keith says almost 70 years old my dreams are scary well I get it I get it but anyway the problem with uh, recording a video job interview or a video resume or an audition tape is that you lose patience with yourself and uh, and, and, you, and you feel like look this is good enough I'm going to send it off but I can tell you from experience never send anyone an audition tape unless you feel like it's perfect because whatever excuse you have for it not being perfect, um, they, they're going to then say, oh, well, this wasn't right. The sound was, I couldn't hear the audience on that comedy audition tape that you sent me to get on the Conan O'Brien show or whatever. And so, and then you can't say, well, I usually get a better response because if you usually get a better response, then why didn't you send a better tape? So it's very tricky to record yourself and get everything right. You almost need a helper who's going to tape it, record it for you, and then hold it, hold you accountable or help you not stop until you do the best job. 
Richard says, our college graduation was in the morning. My friend said, now you graduated, what's next? I said, wondering what's for lunch. Well, lunch is a, lunch is a solid wake up and get on with it goal. Um, uh, okay, Ooh, now I'm trying to catch up with... Proops does the Smartest Mail in the World podcast on Wednesdays before shows on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, I could possibly do some kind of um, some kind of show uh, version of this show before the stand-up show. That would uh, <laughs> that would be uh, that would be a thing that I could do. Uh, I see now everybody's just saying that they see me and they're here, so that's good. Um, uh, Oh, I see, Jim. You're saying you were doing a you were doing an online job interview, so it wasn't a pre-recorded. It was like they ask you, and you have to record it right then. You can't do have do-overs. Do-overs, like I said, the problem with do-overs is it's hard to keep doing it over till you get it perfect. Um, and the downside of no do-overs is you can fail to nail it, and then that's that's your shot. But you know. Everybody who wants to tell you in the world that you only get one chance at things is wrong. You do get, you do get more chances at doing at doing things. Oh, pre-recorded, but no do-overs. Yeah, I'm, it's complicated. They're they're thinking of new ways to make the world terrible. I agree with you, Rich. Some do-overs are necessary. You'd like to have some do-overs in the world. So anyway, we've had our motivation. Um, I looked up uh, the fun meter. Where are we at? Well, are we getting into the... This may... I may I may be just BSing you with the fun meter here. But uh, I'm having fun, I have to say, to be on this job and, and uh, waiting to talk to you today has been tricky. So now that it's actually happening, I'm excited about it. So uh, this is from my book, uh, Trivia, Useless Compendium of... of uh, or Compendium of Useless Information. And I thought this was an interesting little tidbit not for Motivational Mondays, but until the time of the French Revolution, most men wore knee breeches rather than trousers, which I, I, I kind of think that I knew, but I'm not, I'm not sure that I knew that. So before the French Revolution, most men wore knee breeches rather than trousers, but in 1789, supporters of the revolution separated themselves from the royalists by adopting trousers. So it was a radical idea to wear long pants to work, as opposed to currently where the radical idea is, I'm wearing shorts to work. Um, of course, now, since everybody's working virtually, it's pants off, dance off, uh, in, in the immortal words of our friend Keyes. Um, in token of their sympathy with the French rebels, many ordinary Americans sported trousers between 1790 and 1800. But it was not until a decade or so later that trousers substituted for breeches on formal occasions. The first president who habitually dressed in long trousers was who? I'm going to just give you a chance to respond, yeah. yeah, some baseball players, yeah, they can't decide between the the knickers and the full trouser thing. I think if I was playing baseball, I like the knickers. But um, anyway, the first president who habitually dressed in long trousers, um, waiting for answers, uh, anybody, anybody, Bueller, nobody? Okay, it's James Madison. Whoever had James Madison, you're a winner. Congratulations. Come, please step forward and collect your ice cream. Yes, Jen, that's right, James Adams. Or no, not Adams, James Madison. <laughs> I don't know how I thought. Taft. Taft was a knickers-wearing dude. And he was, he was our fattest president, I think. Um, what's Keith saying? 
I rock the pants off like nobody's business. I need to figure out how to profit from it. Yeah, you do. It's hard to make money with your pants off. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's easy to make money with your pants off. Uh, but uh, whether that's the kind of career you want to get into or whether you have the necessary qualifications uh, to become a gigolo, I, I don't know, Keys. Um, but, uh, but that's up to you. Rub obtained from fermented sugarcane or fermented molasses is produced primarily in the Caribbean. Different varieties derived from Puerto Rico, Cuba, Jamaica, and Mexico. That doesn't have anything to do with trousers, but uh, that was the next one that uh, came after that. Tap couldn't fit in the White House bathtub. Jen, you are you're a real helper. Yeah, professional stripper. Well, if you're a professional stripper, you you you're working in a pants-on situation to a pants-off situation. So you're in that transition zone of pants, professional strippers. I was thinking more. Your gigolo, that's, you don't really make money, you don't really start making money until <laughs> you get those pants off in the gigolo business. Um, anyway, so um, tomorrow I do have the children's Bible with me. I, did, I forgot to bring it up here to uh, get a Bible story to do for tomorrow. Uh, so I don't have that. What else do I have for today, though? Because we're still, we're not, we're not, this is going to be a short. It's going to be short even if, if I stop now. Oh. So here's a joke. Here's a novelty item that someone gave me at the beginning of the Trump administration. The, uh, the $1 billion um, Trump thing. I used, to bring these, I used to give these to people as a joke, the billion dollar um, tip. But uh, <laughs> people are so mad at the president now that uh, I, think, I, think, I think I'm going to be able to last the whole rest of my life on these uh, $10, 15000000000 billion that I have right here in my in my joke billion dollar wallet. Um, all right, here. How long am I in San Francisco for? I'll be here till uh, for the rest of this week. Um, for the rest of this week. And uh, I think tomorrow it's not going to be a problem for me to do the show. Today's a little bit of a problem because they're having rehearsals. It's not a problem for me necessarily, but they're having rehearsals that I have to get back to. And so they've, they've, they've let me have this day. Tomorrow there's a break midday, so I'll be able to do this. And then Wednesday of the day off, so I'll be able to do this then. Um, so, so that's so that's the case. Um, so, a little snark. This is some work snark. How about this? Tell me what you need, and I'll tell you how to get along without it. <laughs> that's a work smart snark. Tell me what you need, and I'll tell you uh, how to get along without it. That's a that's a good one. All right. Uh, is it? I don't know. It's hard for me to tell the good ones from the bad ones, but. You cannot beat this Omega Man view right now. Uh, Jim Halpert of The Office. This is some work snark from The Office. It's a show about work. Uh, because right now, this is a job. If I advance any higher, this would be my career. And if this were my career, I'd have to throw myself in front of a train. <laughs> well, that's, that's a sad thing. So, Keats, what are you saying? When Bill Clinton was president, I picked up a $3 bill with his picture on it. And at the bottom dollar bill was, uh, <laughs> oh, I can't even, I'm not even going to read that. Uh, if you want to know what that was, it just feels, it just feels wrong. Um, uh, all right, I, I, we don't need any more, any more work snark, do we? Jen, you're saying the Soylent Green curfew. Yeah, well, Soylent Green was a movie, I think, that with uh, Charlton Heston. And this is more of an Omega Man also a movie with Charlton Heston, but a different movie than the Soylent Green. I'm trying to see if we can get another view of it. Can you see the street down there? Oh, 
the, uh, the deserted streets of San Francisco. It's pretty weird. Now, I think in the rest of the city, tomorrow or Wednesday, I've got a day off, so I'm going to walk up to North Beach and, and see that. So I'll be able to report back to you on, on what, that, what that was like. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, this is, it's been a real bit depressing, bit depressing on the drive up, bit depressing uh, on being here in San Francisco. Although last night, the, you know, the restaurants here, a little better than the restaurants in L.A. in terms of their social distancing for their tables outside. They've actually got people far enough away from each other that you feel okay about eating dinner. So I went early. I went to a 6.30 dinner, and it was right. I had a view of the Bay Bridge. I was right on the uh, on this, uh, the, just right across the street from the Bay, and it, it was it was it was beautiful, and I had a delicious delicious dinner at uh, what is it called Water Grill, um, which is a bit uh, bit higher end than I might normally go to on my own or when I was out with my bros, but I was on my own and I wanted to treat myself, so I did that. Um, uh, what do you say? You need to see Omega Man. Is that where he was a cop and there was a huge economic gap between the rich and the poor? Omega Man is, it's more of a kind of a, there's a little bit of a weird zombie uh, thing going on and there's some other live people, um, living people. But uh, watch Drop Dead Gorgeous again last night and love the one contestant doing a monologue from Soylent Green. Yeah, well, maybe I've got to see... See so in the green. Uma is asking what I got at the water grill, so I can tell you I got the um, ah the halibut, the pan seared halibut. So it was pan seared halibut. It was the skin side was so crispy, and then it had a uh, a, a tomato kind of a bisky broth to it, if that makes sense. That you could have a bisque and a broth, and uh, and it was great. It was great. Yes, Jen, you have to watch Omega Man. Omega Man is like the Will Smith movie where he's stuck in the city and the zombies are on the, on the loose. Uh, I think that movie was kind of a little bit based on Omega Man. Um, it's similar. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Christopher Korn is saying, yeah, Omega Man is based on I Am Legend. Uh, and I think, that that, I think that's right. But uh, Omega Man had a, had a more of a 70s kind of a take on it. And, uh, and I Am Legend, of course, was in the... 2000s, 2000s. Um, so, yeah, so it was good halibut. Uh, had some halibut for the halibut. Um, tonight, I think we're going out for a steak. Don't tell Belinda. But, I, well, I mean, it's okay. She'll know. I, she knows I go out for a steak when I, when I, when, <laughs> why would I go out for steak when I have steak at home? Because I don't have steak at home. I have Belinda, and she is maybe the lady version of steak. But uh, sometimes you want the steak version of steak. And so that's what I'm going to get uh, tonight. Yeah, you guys should totally have a, a, an a Omega Man thing. I need to make a um, daily briefing group on my Facebook page. So I'm going to figure out how to do that. And then we can all communicate about our little experiences. And then uh, the sad thing about that would, it would be a bit of a drag if we didn't get to... Um, if we didn't get to uh, get together like this because everybody was just in the group all the time. Omega Man was great. I need some mannequins for company. Yeah, he's, Charlton Heston is losing his mind a little bit in Omega Man. There's one moment where he's out in the streets of San Francisco, BT dubs, um, and he just starts screaming, there are no phones ringing, because uh, he's imagining that he can hear phones ringing. Um, 
<clears throat> oh, your house is full of mannequins, Jim. Well, that's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, I've got to get a mannequin. That jujitsu dummy is not doing it for me. <laughs> mm. All right, so um, so let me just uh, let me just say thank you again for tuning in today. I'm I'm a little bit sorry that I that I can't go for. Well, that it's a little bit weird. Hopefully the Mevo camera will be in effect tomorrow. I'm going to troubleshoot that now. So I'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. And uh, thank you for watching. Take care of each other. Be nice to each other. Um, yeah, you don't have too many experiences lately, Rich. I hear you. I don't have too many experiences lately either. Um, so take care of yourselves. Take care of each other when you can. I know that you guys are already doing that. Uh, and don't give up. There will be plenty of time to give up later. So I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, well, it is tomorrow. It is tomorrow right now. It's July 21st, and it's time for July 21st's show. So I'm going to knock that out and uh, hang in there. Here we go. Here we go. It's me solo again. In the, in the iPad so that I can see you if you're there. But it is me, Jake. And I'm present and accounted for in my in my location where I was yesterday um, <clears throat> here in San Francisco. You can still see the empty streets behind me. Um, hopefully now we're going to be able to. I'm going to be able to see you guys in a minute. Oh yeah, looks like it's happening. Looks like it's happening. This is pretty exciting. I can't believe I was able to get the Wi-Fi set up so I could see people here. Let's see. i got to hold this up so I can read along. It's Keys. It's Keith. It's Rachel. Scott. Hello. Good to see you. Yes. Um, greetings from uh, the Bay Area, the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm here in my little um, cubby hole um, in the sky. And I'm uh, no. Looks like my other like, uh, Don. You're excited. I'm excited. Are you kidding me? I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't believe this is happening. This is my suit. This is what I've worn for my corporate presentation today. I've already done. Uh, we're doing uh, two, a couple of iterations of it. So I've got to go back to work again later on this afternoon. Um, yeah, more Omega Man here in San Francisco. Uh, there are some people out walking around right now. So, but. Uh, but yeah, you can you can see there's nobody on the street. Well, there goes a bus. There goes one. There goes a bus, and there's a bus right after the bus. But yeah, there's not a lot. There's not a lot. <sighs> yeah, Julie, you watched Omega Man. Well, good. Um, yeah, I did, I did dress up. I did dress up today for work. Uh, <laughs> this is me. This is me at work. I haven't been at work for uh, for months with the Rhinus, and so it feels good. To be at work it feels good to be here with you at our at our little um, at our little hangout. Yes, it is flipped from yesterday because now I've got the Mevo camera working, which gives me the logos and everything, and then that that kind of flips the image around. This is the way it actually looks, um, and the way it was yesterday is through the iPhone com camera, and so it does a mirror it does a mirror take on it. Um, Am I able to get real-time feedback from the software people? No, I was hoping to be able to do that with their online thing like we're doing here. I asked if uh, if you could turn on the feedback and I could talk to people while I was talking. 
and they said uh, it's too complicated and also they were <laughs> they were worried that uh, it would turn a little bit uh, weird or ugly if uh, <laughs> if people were allowed to say whatever they wanted I, I I don't think that's actually true or that would have been the case but no I wasn't able to to take feedback um, yeah I'm pleased uh, thanks for asking Rachel I am pleased with how everything is going uh, it was a success this morning, and we're kind of a rinse and repeat this afternoon. So I had to be here this morning for, we did our show live starting at 7 a.m. here, which then would have been, whatever, 5 in the afternoon by the time it gets to Greece. So it was all the United States and Europe, I think over to Athens, maybe not. But uh, So it was afternoon by the time you got over into Europe, but it was 7 a.m. here, which was, that's an early show time. And... Uh, then we were done, and now we're resetting up to go at 5 o'clock, which then will be early morning in Singapore and uh, back through Asia and Australia. So that's what we're going to do later on. Hello, Jen. You're a little bit late, but it's good to see you. Um, so uh, uh, the streets remind you of an old public service announcer from the 70s, Al Ramon in Los Angeles with the deserted streets and freeways. Yeah, it is, it is a little bit, uh, it, it is a little bit, um, it, it is a little bit weird, the, the streets. Anyway, I've got my Bible story for today um, that I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought we would do a Bible story because that's what we do on a, uh, on a Tuesday. I've got my Bible story. I did bring a letter from Grandma along with me and I previewed those. So, Richard, you feel like a bum now that I'm working. Well, don't feel like a bum. I'm going to be back to being a bum on uh, on Friday. I'll be back to being un- unemployed and, and waiting. So, Jen, you were napping. God, I sort of wanted to, I wanted to nap. I was up so damn early this morning, five in the morning. Um, yeah, Scott, we haven't gone to on the North Beach walk yet. I'm going to do that tomorrow. So, I think I will go up the steps and hopefully see some. Um, see some of the parrots. There's some feral feral parrots, not Perry feral, feral parrots that live down here by the Embarcadero, which is just a few, it's like three blocks from where I am right now. So I maybe go down uh, this later afternoon. Well, I won't be able to because I'll be on, on the uh, internet to Singapore. Anyway, today's Bible story, um, today's Bible story is the tale of Sodom and Gomorrah. Just because uh, I thought uh, I thought it's nice to, nice to hear some debauched tales on a Tuesday. So God told Abraham that the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah would be destroyed because their inhabitants were guilty of terrible crimes. Sodom and Gomorrah, oh, awful. As you know, we've heard this story I think before. And uh, and then Abraham says, uh, if you find even ten righteous people, will you? We have mercy and save these cities from destruction. And God says, all right, if I find 10 good people, I'll not destroy them. So, <laughs> man, poor Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, poor Sodom and Gomorrah. I shouldn't say poor. Wait to hear this story. So two angels head over to Sodom, and they arrive there in the evening, where they're met at the city by Abraham's nephew, Lot. And uh, he welcomes them into his house, and he's got a feast that he's prepared. Lot's made a feast for the angels. I don't know what angels eat, but uh, I guess you serve them whatever you're having. Angels are notoriously awesome house guests. Uh, they eat whatever you give them, and they're grateful to have it. So uh, no sooner had they finished eating than uh, <laughs> they hear a noise, 
and there's a large crowd gathering outside. It was the men of Sodom, and they were demanding that Lot hand over to them his two guests for their own pleasure. Now, I don't know what that means. There's a, there's a mob outside Lot's house. They go, hey, turn over the angels. We, we want the, we've got some fun we want to have with the angels. And Lot's like, what the hell? Kind of naughty. I mean, these Sodom Gomorrah people, uh, it's, it's pretty awful. Lot was full of anger and went out to speak to the crowd. He said, I'd rather give you my daughters to do with as you please uh, than the angels. But uh, you can't harm these men and their guests under my roof. The crowd goes into a frenzy. They go nuts. They shout louder. They force their way in. Suddenly, Lot feels the angel's hands on his shoulder, and they pull Lot back inside. They shut the door. The crowd's outside, and then they struck down the crowd with blindness. These angels, they don't play. They don't play. You think you're going to have some fun with some angels, and they strike you blind. And so then the two angels say to Lot, look, are there any other members of your family here? Because uh, you you got to get them and tell them to get out of the city at once because they'll die when the city's destroyed. The angels have had it. They had a nice dinner, and this mob thing is horrible. And so so tell Lot, they tell Lot, you got to leave, take your wife and your daughters, go quick. Uh, we're going to destroy the place and all of its wickedness. And by now, it's dawn, and the angels have... Uh, uh, the angels urge Lot to be, to be gone. And then when they see him hesitate... They take him by the hand, lead him through the desert streets and out beyond the city walls. They go, run as far as you can, make straight for the mountains. And Lot says, look, I'm old. I can't, I can't get to the mountains. How about how about if I stay in the city of Zoar? And the angels go, all right, um, fair enough. You can go to Zoar then. You don't have to go all the way to the mountains. So, so these angels, it's not like they won't listen to reason if you're a reasonable person like Lot, but they're going to destroy the city. And uh, so... By the time it's sun had risen, Lot had reached Zoar. And then God rains down fire and burning stone on Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, their people in the surrounding plain, everything else is just smoke and fire and ash. It's pretty terrible. It's a bad day for Sodom and Gomorrah, as, you know, as we know. And the next morning, Abraham gets up early to go to the place where he talked with the Lord. And he looks towards Sodom and Gomorrah, and instead there's not two cities there. It's just nothing but black smoke, like the smoke from a grim furnace. So, uh, yeah. Oh, and then and then the other thing is uh, Lot's, was it Lot's wife? Like Lot's wife turns to look back behind her because she hears the loud noise of Sodom and Gomorrah being destroyed, turns into a pillar of salt. So Lot, he does get to stay in Zoar, but uh, he does lose his wife because she looked back at uh, Sodom and Gomorrah when they were being destroyed. So when, when uh, the angels and God tell you don't look back, don't, don't look back. Um, but uh, also, don't stop, don't stop believing. <laughs> if, if you're into a journey at all, you know that's true. Uh, so that's another uh, little Bible story from Bible Tuesday. Um, <laughs> it's true that Whole Foods now sells uh, salt made from Lot's wife. I wouldn't put it past him, Ramon, but I, but I also I, I doubt that that's actually happening. Um, solid joke, though. Um, Ed says, angels are notorious for having um, a short fuse. Hence the own saying, don't poke the angels. I hadn't heard that saying, but that is a good, that is a good saying. Um, yeah, if they're real angels, why would they? They didn't really need to be protected by humans, Ramon. Um, 
they they were just playing playing along. But yeah, those angels they're 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 pretty they're they're pretty tough. They're pretty tough. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, what have I got here? What did you say, Jen? I could have sworn I heard you say once that I wasn't religious. Well, I'm not religious. Um, I'm not really religious, but I do I do enjoy a good children's Bible. And this is, in fact, my children's Bible. It's not just a children's Bible. This is my children's Bible. And I bought it because I thought maybe the Bible would be something I could talk about in my, in my acts. You, you know, you're always looking for things that most people know about. And, and now I just think Bible, sto- Bible stories are fun because people sort of know about them. Although I, wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't describe the Sodom and Gomorrah story as fun. It's, uh, it's pretty intense. But I'm glad, I'm glad we covered that. I'm glad we had a chance to cover Sodom and Gomorrah, and I thought it was an intense Bible story. You know, there's a lot of those Old Testament ones that are pretty, pretty rough going. Abraham, he's had he's had a few tough days. Um, all right. <laughs> Wait, Ramon says the story gets incestuous later when his daughters get him drunk in order to reproduce because all the local men are dead. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know if that's covered in the children's Bible, Ramon, but uh, that doesn't. Does sound like a wild story. There's a lot of kind of harebrained schemes that people in the Bible, otherwise people who you would think are good, come up with these crazy ideas. Like Lot's daughters, get this, we're going to get, let's get Dad drunk, <laughs> get him to make a baby. That's a bad idea. Um, so anyway, I do have a letter from Grandma here today that I wanted to read you, and this is particularly, I have to say, I'm particularly fond of this letter from Grandma that uh, that I. I pre-read it already. This is from September of 1983, so I'd be 23 years old. I've been doing stand-up comedy for, you know, two years, Um, and I'm living in San Francisco at the time of this letter from Grandma. So she says, uh, first day of autumn, and it's cold. Frost was predicted last night, and tonight, even maybe showers and a few snowflakes. Do you suppose it will warm up after it freezes for a few days? Monday was real warm. I'm sorry I haven't written before. It was a very hot summer. Um, All the grass needed mowing about every week. I really don't know what we did. The tomatoes ripened so fast when it was hot. Charlotte, that's my aunt, my mother's sister, canned a few, and she's thrown out two jars full. She thought they looked spoiled. The rabbits ate off the beets. We had several nice cabbages. The string beans were good, and we have nice carrots. Nobody gets turned into a pillar of salt in this. But something got into the cucumber vines, and they died. But someone gave us a cucumber, and also gave us a quart of refrigerated cucumber pickles, and they are good. Susan, that's my sister, and Pauline, that's my mother, brought uh, Grandma and Grandpa Johansson, my father's parents, home after her birthday, and Charlotte sent one cabbage home with her. These cabbages, they make great gifts. Charlotte and Pauline and I signed a lease to drill for oil, but I wonder if they'll find any. That's on some property that they they had together. Uh, Spoiler alert, they they found a little bit of oil, but not much. Uh, Pauline said, your comedy act was good, uh, and she liked it. I'm glad people like it. Uh, thought you were going to Washington State for a week and give your acts. Is that right? 
will you still work as a waiter when you get back to San Francisco in the same restaurant or not? Who takes care of Gracie? That's my cat. Are there so many people out of work? I hope Sue likes school in England. That's my sister again. Pauline will miss her after being home all summer. Um, we found a penny for, <laughs> for your birth year. So maybe Pauline can put it in your book sometime. She said you took your book with. September 22nd. It didn't freeze last night. Donald Call doesn't write for the Register, the Des Moines Register, anymore. He lives in Washington, D.C. Our centennial was nice. Service for church in a large tent. Past teachers were introduced one day. Pageant, style show, arts and crafts, a church, book, with pictures of people who attend, groups, and activities. Lots of love, Grandma. Um, I hope I did that justice in the reading. I, I, I really, I really enjoyed all the facts about the beans and the, the, the something got into those cucumbers. That that was that was sad. Um, where are we at? You guys are still talking about some, some Bible stuff. Uh, Dana, what are you saying? Chuck died on the cross with a spear in his side after giving his blood to save the world. Chuck, I, I don't, I don't remember a story about a Chuck like that. But uh, but I can't keep up with everything in the comments when I'm reading a letter from Grandma. Um, so, it's been quite a day. We've had our Bible study. We've had our letter from Grandma. I'm high atop. I'm on the 16th floor of corporate headquarters here in San Francisco. Um, somebody was asking what street that is down there. Um, well, the, the perpendicular street going this way is Market Street. And the street going that way, um, I, can't, I can't see exactly. And... Uh, and I think this might be Bush Street here, California is right over there. Anyway, we're right, right down here by the end of Market Street and the, the ferry building here in San Francisco. Rich, I'm happy to hear that your beans are crazy. Um, and you got cubes and tomatoes coming in. When did I move to San Francisco? I moved here in 1982, in the uh, winter of 90, I, I drove out here, I think it was in February of 82. Um, Carol was given a gift of dill today, used up most of yours, and uh, the cucumbers are needing some dill. Your garden is doing great. Eggplants, tomatoes. Boy, it sounds like everybody's garden is doing great. <laughs> Jen, Omega Man. Yes, Omega Man. I hope you watched that last night, or you're going to watch it. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Beale Street. Yeah, I wish I was in New Orleans. That'll be a nice trip. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Carol, you're capitalizing Bush Street like that's a... Is it a joke? I mean, it's... Uh, anyway. Anybody else here heard the song by John Prine, Jesus, The Missing Years? I don't think I have heard that song, Keys, but uh, that's another thing for the to-do list for later today. Listen to some Jesus, The Missing Years. Um, I don't know what else I can tell you here about San Francisco. The sun is coming out. I mean, you really are happening, happening to catch this spot at the perfect time today because it's been cloudy and overcast and was just sort of sort of bleh all day long but just right before the show the sky opened up um, and it's so clear blue outside I'm going to go downstairs and get a coffee after this just really enjoy I was thinking about a nap but I think I'm going to have a coffee and skip the nap today um, what do you say there Rhonda Charlie 
Charlie brought some popcorn. <laughs> oh, Billy bought a car. Oh, I see you're doing a you're doing a little uh, you're doing a little bit of a John Prine song. So Scott, do you remember what year Carrie Snow won the San Francisco comedy competition? I don't remember what year that was. I won the San Francisco comedy competition in 1986, and I think she must have been uh, before me. And so I'm going to guess pre-1986. Am I bringing back anything for Belinda and Fanula here from San Francisco? Well, they don't like sourdough bread. They do like Ghirardelli chocolates, so I could bring them some chocolate. Uh, but, you know, they're not, they're also, you can get some pretty deluxe chocolate right at the grocery store. So, you know, it's not, it's not like they're, they're a fan of, you know, their tastes run more to your international exotic type chocolates. Um, so, um, what you're saying there, Ed, yeah, it's going to be cold in the 60s all week, yeah. Um, what, Julie's asking, what's the building in the Mo Omega Man with the moat around it? <laughs> well, I don't know that one right off the top of my, top of my head. That's a, that's a, that's a question for Professor Google. Um, but, uh, keys, yeah, dish towels, that is a great gift. My, my, we do like a good dish towel at our house, you're right, because Belinda's such an environmentalist. We don't, uh, we don't use paper towels, so dish towels are really where it's at in terms of our family. And everybody likes a souvenir dish towel with, uh, I mean, we've got some dish towels that, for the all black, several New, New Zealand dish towels, but, um, but we're gonna have to, uh, I'd have to go to a store to buy dish towels, and I don't know if there's any stores open here in downtown San Francisco. I mean, you're lucky. I'll be lucky to go down and catch the Starbucks before they close tonight, and then uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to have for dinner after I do my online show for Singapore. Um, Scott, yeah, San Francisco's the only place you could pack a Pendleton for summer visit. Yeah, you're right. Well, I think, wasn't it... Uh, Mark Twain, the coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. Yeah, they do sell quite a bit of souvenir fleecy jackets and pullovers to the tourists here who come in the summer and think they're going to sunny California. And of course, right across the bridge in the East Bay, it can be hot, like in the 90s. And then over here in the city, it could be down in the 50s at night. So yeah, they got some funny weather. Um, <laughs> Jen, yes, I see you watched Omega Man last night. I am listening. I am listening. I, are you yelling at me because I'm not listening to you about Omega Man? I'm glad you watched Omega Man. Do you know what the building is with the moat around it from that movie? Because people are asking. I don't know if you answered that. Um, uh, <laughs> Carol, oh, here's a scandal. Your daughter's ex-boyfriend used her good dish towel for company to look at only, and she kicked him out. Wow. Yeah, well, that's ex that's how you get to be an ex-boyfriend. Um, Rich, uh, Mark Twain also lived in Buffalo for a bit. Yeah, Mark Twain got it, got around. I mean, he was he was kind of the, the David Sedaris of his time. Uh, I'm so sorry that I had to reverse that like that. But yeah, Mark Twain used to, his thing was traveling around the world and then telling people about all the other, how terrible it was in the other places that he went. Um, which is good work if you can get it. Just complain about the places that you're not in. Um, Dana's saying Shalimar for Indian food. Mmm. Thai stick for Thai food. Yeah, well, we'll see. 
we had here. We had microclimates. Really hot in Sonoma and Napa up near 100. Yeah, I'm going to head up. Um, I'm going to head up to uh, the North Bay on Friday, so I'll be. I won't be doing the show on Friday. I miss Belinda too, and uh, we'll be. I'll be back down in uh, in LA on over the weekend, and so Belinda will be back on Monday. I'll be here in San Francisco again tomorrow and Thursday to do the show, and then uh, I'll be back with Belinda on Monday. I'll be back unemployed in my in my man cave with my lady. Um, <clears throat> so, I think maybe uh, I have to go and do some more work. I know it's a bit early to end the show, and I don't, I don't want to disappoint you, but what else can we do? We can have a little snark. I've got some snark here. Um, I did mark some snark. Uh, inside, and every older person is a younger person wondering what the hell happened. I think, I can't remember if I've read that one before, but inside every older person is a younger person wondering what the hell happened. And I have to say, that as my birthday is coming up next Tuesday, I definitely, uh, I definitely feel that's true. It's just hard to believe that uh, that time has passed and I am this age, but I, but I am. There's not much going on. <laughs> yeah, Scott's talking about Ewan McGregor. Yeah, well, I've asked Belinda if she's tried to get in touch with Ewan McGregor, and... I don't think she's had any luck. I don't even think she's tried, frankly. Um, and then what was I gonna? I was gonna end the show with a, a bit of uh, a bit of advice from the old uh, Green Notebook, which which is where we found our motivation, and inspiration from from yesterday. What do you got there, Julie? Trumpeter Swan Tuesday, the heaviest living bird native to North America, is also the largest extant species of waterfall. Fowl with a wingspan of 185 to 250 centimeters. Yeah, that's not how we measure things here in America. Six feet two inches to eight feet two inches. That's more like it. All right. Well, that's some big birds. So, um, yes, thank you guys all for tuning in. Uh, Flavia, what are you saying? Oh, you'll bake, bake me a birthday cake and eat it at the same time? I'd appreciate that. If I could see you guys eating birthday cake for me, that would be great. Uh, Keith has a birthday on August 2nd. Don't send him a dish towel. He doesn't know how they work. Well, Keys, uh, Belinda's birthday is August five, so we'll have we'll have some we'll have some gang birthday uh, celebrations here. Um, Keys, you're asking if I'm a Cab Calloway fan. Well, Heidi, 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 ho! Who doesn't like that? Yeah, sure. I'm not going to complain about Cab Calloway. Um, <laughs> Jen can find you and McGregor. I bet you can. I bet you can. But I think for Belinda, it only really works if you uh, if if she runs into him someplace. And frankly, um, I'm I'm not looking for that to happen. I, I I'd prefer if you didn't get involved with Belinda and Ewan McGregor, Jen, if if you could, as a favor to me, if you could just stay out of that, I'd appreciate it. All right. Uh, so today today's uh, closer. Um, down to seventy of those Emperor Swans. Is that right? Wow. Jazz Fest, yes, I hope you're, I hope you're drinking. I hope you're ready for Jazz Fest. We're going to have another Jazz Fest in September, actually, Jen, um, on WWOZ, uh, Virtual Jazz Fest. All right, so today's, uh, today's well, it's not, uh, it's, not, it's not from the official closing book of good thoughts, but this is from my, my little book of green good thoughts. Good judgment comes from experience, and experience comes from bad judgment. So I, I particularly like that one 
good judgment comes from experience. We'd all like to have good judgment. Um, and experience comes from bad judgment. So depending on where you are on that path, uh, <laughs> depending on where you are on that path, best of luck with your experience, your good judgment, your bad judgment. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Thank you for clocking out on Operation Ewan McGregor, Jen. I, I really appreciate that. Um, thank you guys for being here. I did my best to get everything put together, but as you can tell, I've got all this other stuff going on. So uh, I'm doing my best. I'll see you tomorrow. we got two more days of shows this week, Wednesday and Thursday. Friday, I'm taking off. We'll see you back on Monday. But meanwhile, I'm going to see you tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later, and I do know we depend on each other to get through this time. I happen to be the person who's out of the house right now. And so on behalf of all you, all of you, check it out. There's a still a world that exists out there. So let's take care of each other, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, there is still a world that exists out there. And I hope you're uh, enjoying yourself out in that world. Uh, we're all doing our best to get back to where we once belonged. So hang in there. Take care of yourself. Don't give up. And I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>